the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When Marconi invented radio, he had no idea it would one day become Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Yeah, it's the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. Uh, without Rick Probst today, Rick is off, but look who's in his place. Hey, Dodd, yes. in the house. Yes, she is. And uh, and filling Rick's shoes quite well. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Rick's in prison. Is he? I mean, he's in ministry. They're going to let him out of ministry. Wait, that's his joke. Why are you stealing his joke? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he's rewritten it so many times. Uh, yes. Well, you might as well just let him have it now because he's... You know, bless his heart, he's tried so hard. Might as well. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good to have you here. And it's good to be here. I'm so glad that you were able to fill in and uh, come down and hang out at the Buckhead Club earlier. I go to the City Club. I love handing them my keys to my 2000 Toyota Corolla to Valley Park. (laughs) I'm like, don't get it mixed up. (laughs) I want my paint peeling chip paint thing back (laughs) the snow actually shattered my windshield oh no yeah apparently um i missed that day in science where you shouldn't heat up your car with 17 inches of snow on the windshield (laughs) and all i was interested in was charging my facebook i mean charging my phone right Um, right and yeah the windshield just shattered so that's what i'm getting for christmas now it didn't shatter where all the snow came in on top of no 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 that sounds yeah it no it just cracked it like three lines across oh, <laughs> it's just lovely, lovely. Yeah. yes it's parked out front mm, okay <laughs> parked by the dumpster but they were like lady you're making the dumpster look bad so i had to move it and there you have it there you go and poor tiana is here today and i say poor because yeah. she's in pain today tiana it's <laughs> true on? i went to the doctor yesterday and they insisted that I get the flu shot, right. which now I think was a bad idea. <laughs> um, and my arm is still in pain. Oh, no. Yes. Every time I move it, I'm like, ugh, ugh, oh, every time. 56 will do that to yeah. you, too, honey. <laughs> every time I get a drink of this water, I'm out. I need to uh, leave. So. <laughs> yeah, as earlier, you mentioned that uh, you weren't sure if you should have gotten it. And, and Kay, what was your response? To- oh, yes, because, I, you know, there's been links to the mercury and, you know, it causing problems with memory and, and mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. But I was like, don't worry about it. You'll, you know, forget that you got the shot. Great. You had the flu. And, yeah, um, they're going to be great. So I'll just die of the flu, but you <laughs> yeah. won't remember me. Shamso <laughs> called me this morning from reception and she's like, what? You got the flu shot? She's like, you're definitely going to get the flu now. And I'm like, well, I can't take it back out. I'm like, it's already in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you're getting so much support here today. I know. Aren't you? It's great. Oh, Shamso's not a name it and a claim it girl. She's more of a label it and disable it. Is what she <laughs> <laughs> Label it and disable it. That's, I like that. That's my new that. T-shirt. That's funny. <laughs> All right. So you had a good time at the uh, at the city club, though. I did. 
good. Okay. I met a friend there for breakfast again, and uh, I know she got back from Midland, Texas. Oh, oh I'm know, sorry. Oh, yeah. it, I loved it. It was wonderful. It, their essential oil is uh, crude oil, is what they have. <laughs> so a little bit different than the that. essential oils we have around here. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing but oil fields there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I rode in some seriously expensive cars. Did you? Mercedes. I think the, the trashiest car I rode in was a Lincoln, probably about 75 grand. Wow. You know, mm. she's multimillionaire. I guess the rest of them are just poor. Wow. Man. <laughs> it's yeah. rough being on EB, having an EBT card when you're a millionaire. You know, so, <laughs> she was so, yeah, it was wonderful. It was the Midland uh, Country Club Women's Association luncheon. Wow. Yeah, wow. they had Miss America last month and had me this month. I said, well, <laughs> little, hey, why is that funny, Dan? I want to know right now why that is funny. You know, I, I just remembered a joke from you. Do from not, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you do not know my credit of 2012. I was Miss Hog Holler of Were you? North Georgia. No, but it's, it's something <laughs> geriatric Hog Holler. <laughs> it's a little town in North, North Georgia. Hog Holler. Hog holler. Oh, gosh. So. That's funny. Yeah, Midland is, there's not much to see there. I used to drive through there going to uh, Lubbock, which there's not much to see there either. This is true. I'm um, going there in April. I'm on you? the Not Much to See tour. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well, you can go by my old uh, stomping grounds at Texas Tech there. Oh, that's, okay. That's where I went to school. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But driving through Midland, there was nothing there. But but you're right. There's a lot of oil fields. Yes. Lots of those uh, oil pumps, whatever whatever. Everywhere. Pumped. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But so you had a good time? Great. I had a great time. Had a, a little special encounter at the airport with TSA. Did you? Oh, uh-huh. I got the special screening. <laughs> they just called me Special K. <laughs> and so I'm talking about that in group uh, once a week now. And um, so yesterday for Christmas, I gave myself, well, tomorrow I'm getting a new windshield. <laughs> This is a snow. But. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday, I gave myself uh, an interview with TSA PreCheck. So oh, my okay. fingerprints are now registered with the FBI. So mm-hmm. hope she wiped the glass good. Now, did you have something in your bag that uh, made them question you? Or? I think it was um, that I forgot to take my shoes off. Um, and and uh, I had on these cute little leggings that I bought. So I think it was my rhinestone studded backside that caused the little <laughs> alarm to go off a little bit. <laughs> You gotta do what you can. Six. <laughs> you know, every time I wear my rhinestone uh, back, always pants, happens. You should be careful with that. So, yeah. coming home, I I wore a tank top and spanks as uh, I showed up that airport. <laughs> okay, barefoot. Oh goodness. Well, uh, you know, today is the twentieth. You can expect a busy day at the post office because today's the last day to send packages oh. by first class mail and have them possibly. I say possibly get there right. by Christmas. Mm-hmm. They say they'll get there by Christmas. Yes, it's the post office we're talking about, though. So, right. yes. All right. So, uh, you have any mailing to do? Or you're, I you're do done? not. No. Okay, I, I made all the people mad that are out of town, so I don't have to send them anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that the it's key? That's a good plan. That's the key, Dan. Okay. So, you go and ask forgiveness for New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> and then make them mad before Christmas. Uh, it's a it's a pattern. Okay, I see. Uh, today is also Go Caroling Day. Have you ever gone Christmas caroling before? Oh, actually, uh, have you? No, I haven't. Not you door haven't. to door. Okay. Yeah. Like at a retirement yeah. home. I saw Rick there uh, <laughs> when I went. <laughs> he was looking for his pudding somewhere, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, we called it trick-or-treating because I grew up a heathen. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually wrote a thing that has Christmas carols. Really? It. Okay. Yes. Well, let's hear that. You want to hear yeah. that? All right. It came upon the midnight clear in a little town of Bethlehem on a silent night that, hark, the herald angels sing, joy to the world. Do you hear what I hear? 
These are angels we have heard on high. They are angels from the realms of glory asking, What child is this? He's the first Noel. We three kings saw the star of the east and said, Come, all you faithful, let us go away in a manger. Deck the halls of the stable. It's a holy night. Let the little drummer boy play for him. Well, around Atlanta, it's already beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We've already been walking in the winter wonderland. So ring the jingle bells, not Rick's bell, (laughs) and the silver bells, because I'll be home for Christmas, but I am not dreaming of a white Christmas. Mm. However, it's the most wonderful time of year, and I am dreaming of chestnuts roasting on an open fire while wearing a tank top and flip-flops on my toes, (laughs) praying, dear Lord, please don't let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Because here in the South, after what we had last weekend, Frosty the Snowman is of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> let yeah. him melt, let him melt, let him <laughs> melt. So have yourselves a holly jolly Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's I love it. Jingle thing there. Very cool. Well, thank you. Wow. Well, that you burned you, up you got fun. just about all of them in there, uh-huh. didn't you? Oh, I'm sure I missed a few. I didn't do... I mean, I didn't hear Christmas shoes, but other than that, or I think you got Christmas. all of them in. Or Blue yeah. Christmas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, if... I mean, I grew up with a Velvet Elvis in the in the living room, so <laughs> should have gotten Elvis in you there. You got enough of Blue, sh- blue sh- uh, Christmas yeah, back then. So. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, today, speaking of bells, you mentioned bells, uh, and I know you miss having Rick's bell here. He um, mm-hmm. hit it somewhere. I'm not yeah, sure what he did. Yeah, he did. He did a great did. job, too. <laughs> Usually, it's yeah. in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think it was my note about the hammer that probably motivated yeah. him. And I know mm. that he, he knew that uh, Anita really wanted you to uh, yes. do a hit job on it, so... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, anyway, um, that whole bell thing, you know, today is the anniversary of It's a Wonderful Life. I'm sure you've seen It's a Wonderful mm, Life. Yeah. Have you seen it, Tiana? I don't actually think I've ever it. seen it, but okay. I know it. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, well, I hadn't seen it until, you know, a few years ago, so don't feel too bad about it. Okay. Um, but it was uh, back in 1946. It debuted in New York and, of course, had this famous line that I always think of Rick when I hear it. So around here, oh my goodness! You know, angels are getting their wings left and right because uh-huh. ring, Rick rings that bell all the yes, time. Yes, but are they the Lord's angels or are they the fallen ones? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the question. That is definitely the question. All right. Well, uh, I'm so glad to have you here with us today glad in, to be here. in uh, filling in for Rick, uh, and uh, we'll see if. We can steal some more uh, jokes for him. All right. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll keep an ear out. Uh, we got Corey Brown, the worship pastor of LifeBridge Church in Kennesaw, coming in. He's going to play some songs for us. We're going to talk about him and his family and what they're doing for Christmas and all kinds of fun stuff. So he will be coming in next. Tiana, if you can uh, you know, lift your arm and uh, head I'll, out the door. And I'll do my best. Hopefully, hopefully no you can promises. do that. No promises. All right. So Faith Talk Live, the Wednesday edition. We'll be right back. Stay with us. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Yes, it is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan, but uh, actually mine is Rick today because K. Dodd is in, in his place. This is not Rick Probst. It is not Rick Probst. Ding! You have better jokes than Rick Probst. <laughs> Well, at least I did till he started massacring he started, them. Yeah, stealing them all. And uh, our special guest today is Corey Brown, the worship Yay. pastor of LifeBridge Church. Hey. Corey, man, it's good Corey. to have you here. It's good to be here. Thanks man. for having me. Uh, thanks for coming all the way down to Buckhead. Uh, for hopefully, sure. Hopefully traffic wasn't too terribly bad. It wasn't. That's good. The the, the drizzle was a little annoying. Yeah. 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 Well, it's supposed to get uh, kind of nastier later on today, too. So hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully it'll wait till you get back up to the Kennesaw area. 
Uh, well, uh, real quick, tomorrow we're going to be broadcasting live. Rick will be back. Uh, yes. Probably have his bell, too, because he's probably got okay. it with him. Uh, live for Christmas Wish at the Chick-fil-A uh, Lanier Crossing in Cumming. So if you're in the oh. Cumming area, we'd love for you to come by and see us. Wow. That's going to take me a little while to get over there from yes, Knackworth. Yes, it will. Uh, but uh, we're going to have a good time out there. We'd love for you to come by and grant a Christmas wish. This will be our last Christmas wish broadcast uh, for the Christmas season because next oh. Monday is Christmas already. What? Can you believe it? Uh, no, I cannot. I can't either. Uh, so you've got all your Christmas shopping done. I have not. I bought one thing. One? I have bought one thing. You I do have, have a daughter, you know. I do, okay. yes. Okay. And it was for her. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> and you got a husband too. So. I do, but <laughs> I had snow and a sick mom and all this other crazy oh, okay. stuff going on. Yeah. And, and I had to go to the oil wells and follow Miss America. Yeah. So. Okay. Well. But, but now you got time to I'll go shopping. So. Yes, I go out and minister to people on Christmas Eve. Do you? I, yeah, that's what I call it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you're shopping, you're ministering to them. Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> I see. So. Okay, well, Corey, what about you You guys? What do you guys do for Christmas? What is the Brown family tradition? Oh, gosh. Christmas, um, Eve? Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Uh, both. Okay, start so with Christmas, Eve. Christmas Eve, we usually go to my dad's parents' house mm-hmm. in the evening. And kind of have everybody together. We do like a big dinner, Thanksgiving type feast. Right. Everybody brings something. Um, and then we usually do like a, the white elephant gift uh, thing, which yeah, is, yeah, um, yeah. you know, so you either leave rejoicing or you're like, <laughs> I got to pack of batteries, you know, or something crazy, you know, or, or something so, to give next year. The white yeah. Elephant yeah. Shape, something yeah. to keep wrapped so that you can just give it back. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, that's what we do on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning, we usually, um, I have two boys, so mm-hmm. we, of course, they get up and go nuts and right. tear through all the presents. And then we usually go to my parents' house for like a big breakfast. Um, and we usually hang out there. My boys get so spoiled, they get even more toys. That's what grandparents craziness. are for. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. And they're amazing. So um, we do that. And then we go to my wife's side of the family mm-hmm. um, with her uh, stepmom, and we go there and have another big like lunch. So it's just a lot of eating. It's a lot of eating. Yeah, it's a lot of eating and opening presents, and uh, and then we go home and feel lethargic for the rest of the day, and turn on TV and can't move and watch our kids play with their toys. So it's pretty much it. Wow. Wow. I I, see. I summarized that. That's trick or eating is what you're doing. Yeah. Trick or eating. I turn it all into pagan stuff because I grew up a heathen. You know. So okay. Amazing. I love it. Oh, it's awesome. So you you have two boys. they're twin boys. Twins. They are. They just turned five. Five? Is that right? They turned five. Aww. Okay. That's right in October. And they are, t- tell us their names. Landon and Ezra. Landon and Ezra. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And they are the cutest things. Well, thank you. I see them running around church, and I'm like, man, those those two boys, they're going to be heartbreakers when they grow up. They uh, are. They're, yeah. little, they're little studs. Yeah. <laughs> they're little studs. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how we can make money off of their studness. Like, just, is there like a modeling agency? There you go. Can, yeah. Do it while you can, while, while they're still young. Yeah. Come on. That's it. Put them to work that's yeah, right they hate taking pictures though so it might be a problem do they no, they do <laughs> well they always look so cute in pictures though they so. do but we usually have to bring like a 10 pound bag bag of candy to uh, bribe them. you know okay. it's just like here's some skittles please smile yeah you know yes. here's a peppermint please until your teeth fall this. out yeah from all the candy. <laughs> pretty much yeah now <laughs> uh, you're married to tiffany who's sitting over here in the corner and yes. she's uh, she's here with you so y'all could have a little date day is what you said yes yeah. Yeah. How, how often do you get these Ooh, uh, not nearly enough. <laughs> um, 
gosh, once a month, maybe twice wow. a month. Yeah, wow. we're trying to work on that. So okay. well, maybe we'll try to have you on more often so you can. That have date would be days awesome. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would love. They were here at seven thirty. They were in the yeah. lobby. We were. <laughs> like, we got a babysitter, man. We're gone. <laughs> we, were. we got here early for sure. Wow. Yeah, because I imagine twins are can be a little exhausting. They are. Yeah. They are. I mean, they're. It's actually really good because. They actually play with each other a lot, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Because I heard um, when you have like one kid and then you wait, you know, a year or two that they're just kind of like always attached to the parents. Right, like, right, right. I need right. attention. And so um, th- thankfully they haven't been that way. I mean, That's they're really good. attached to mom, but. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, of course. it's mom. Yeah, yeah. it's mom. But they, yeah. they, they actually play really well together. Yeah. Now, did you guys have fun in the snow this past uh, week? How it was? I guess it was a week ago that we had the snow. Yeah, so. it was crazy. Did they enjoy that? It was probably one their biggest snow that they've seen, I would guess. It probably. is. Yeah, it, it was nuts. I mean, all of our trees were basically touching our front lawn right. that were, you know, yeah. normally 20 feet in the air. So yeah. um, it was crazy. And they loved it for about five minutes. <laughs> 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 so we'd go out and we, I made a snowball, I made a snowball off the off of our cars that right. ended up being a snowman. We just kept rolling it and rolling it, you know, in the yard and yeah. it got bigger and bigger. And um, they, they enjoyed dressing him up and putting a scarf on him and putting Legos as his mouth and yeah. all that all that goodness. Um, but, uh, yeah, about five, ten minutes later, they were like, I'm freezing. And they were crying and, like, wanting to go back inside. They're southern and boys. They yeah. really are. They really are. So, But they had a really good time. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, before we get to a song, uh, I'd love to be able to do a song if we've got time before our first break. We've got about five minutes here. But sure. love to know just a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit about... Corey, growing, did you grow yeah. up here in the in the Atlanta metro area? And tell us yes. about that. Um, born and raised in Marietta, Georgia. All right. So I've been here all my life. Um, and, and yeah, it's been great. Um, went to school, um, high, high school, went to Harrison High School for a little bit. And then I yeah, ended up Hoyas, actually, all right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then I ended up going <laughs> to a private school um, later on, about um, sophomore year of high mm-hmm. school, in Hiram at a place called Youth Christian um, and then once I graduated high school, um, went to a technical college for a little bit, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life. Right, um, right. didn't know. I still don't know what I want to do with yeah, my life. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had no clue, um, that God would kind of call me into ministry at one, one day. It right. was just not on my radar at all. Um, I actually didn't really grow up singing or doing any, any of that. So it was kind of crazy really? that I'm a worship pastor now. So, <laughs> okay, well then let's, it's let's really dig nuts. into that. How did you get into music then? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I kind of hated music growing up and really? I think it's mostly because, um, my older sister loved country music and uh, I'm not a yeah, huge well, country that'll, fan. That'll do it to you. So, yeah, music and fan. she's bigger than me and older. So she had control of the car radio and everything else, you know, so I was kind of forced to listen to like Reba McIntyre on like repeat uh, over and yeah, over again. Nothing yeah. against her. She's awesome. But, <laughs> but, you know, I was just like, ah, I don't know if I like this music thing. And, um, and then I struggled with anxiety really bad in high school for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, hmm. I just did and didn't like being around a lot of people. It stressed me out and made really? me anxious. And wow. so it really is funny when I think that God actually is on me to be in worship ministry and yeah. be in front of a lot of people on a Sunday morning and yes. kind of in that crowd and sing. It's really nuts. So when did you first get a guitar in your hand and think, okay, this isn't so bad? Uh, probably when I was 19 or 20. Hmm. Um, and then from there, um, I just kind of kept going at it. I, I remember um, being asked to sing um, at a youth group event and I was like really hesitant. I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. Like, really? That's going to freak me out and yeah. kind of thing. And and one, and when I did it, um, I finally just said, okay, I'm going to do it. And I remember like 10 minutes before, I think I went in like the bathroom and threw up. And did, so, you know, <laughs> something crazy. I was so nervous. And then I got out and I just remember this piece 
overwhelming me um, when I got on the stage and actually led people in worship. And and then that's when I was really, it was probably when I was like 21, and that's when I really was like, okay, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. And maybe God is calling me into this, the most unlikely thing I would have imagined for myself. Right, right. Um, and so from that point, I just kind of began diving into that and pursuing that and seeing, getting people to mentor me and um, help me through that process. Wow. So when did that call come where you were like, okay, I know this is it. This is what God wants me to do full time. Gosh. Um, well, I've been at LifeBridge for, I think, a little over five years now. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was at Westridge Church. Right. And I was a little, little church out there. Yeah, a little, little tiny church, you know, um, <laughs> out there. But they're, they're amazing. And yeah. um, they really discipled me and helped me kind of find that 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 purpose and calling in that. And um, I, I remember getting the call. My, my friend Greg Sizemore, mm-hmm. um, he's our uh, connections pastor at LifeBridge. And he told me, um, hey, there's this position. I, he just got the job being at LifeBridge, and right. I was still at Westridge, and he was like, our worship pastor um, went somewhere else. There's an opening. I think you need to apply. And yeah. I was like, okay, not really sure. And I was still kind of nervous and scared, and, and I went through the interview process with Aaron, who's our senior pastor, and um, yeah, I got the job. And then I was wow. like, okay, Lord, I guess this is it. <laughs> this is so it. <laughs> this is what we're doing, you know, and moved to Ackworth and um, Kennesaw area. So that's where we right. live now. Awesome. Well, and, uh, and now you were married to Tiffany at the time, right? Yes. And what did Tiffany think of this whole thing? She loved it. Okay. She was all about it. All right. and for She was it. like, finally, it's about time you realize yeah, this she, is what you're supposed to do. She's been like my biggest cheerleader, yeah. so Aww. she's been amazing. Through awesome. It. Yeah. Awesome. Aren't women usually like that? You guys usually know way yes. before we do. Yes, what? we are the helper. Because, yes. you know, the Lord made heaven and earth and man and then went, son, you are going to need some help. And yeah. so <laughs> she is your help. That's how that works. Yes, Pretty much <laughs> yeah. the way it is. Yeah, definitely. So. All right. Well, I, well, we got a minute left here, so obviously we don't have time for a song. But uh, coming up in the next break, we'll... we'll We'll get right into it. Love to hear sure. some original stuff. You've written some original stuff. Whatever you want to do. I mean, it's, okay. this is the Corey Brown show today, okay. so yes. we want to we want to make it about what you want to do, and uh, and we'll find out more about you know mentors that you had. Uh, uh, I want to ask you about something that I saw that you posted on Facebook about a guy that we've had on the air here for years and years, RC Sproul. I want to talk about that in, in the next uh, segment as well. Uh, so we will do that. It's the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. With Dan, without Rick, because K Dot is in. Yes. Kay, we need to make this uh, more often. Don't let oh. Rick hear me say that. But uh, shh. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep it quiet. All right. And uh, you can bring your own bell if you want to. If you yes. got a different bell, you like. And I'm to gonna support Corey. I don't have an iPhone, so I don't have the lighter app. But I did take a picture of a lighter, so I'm gonna hold that <laughs> up while he's playing. That's amazing. <laughs> there you go. The Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. We will be right back. Stay with us. Your personal oasis on a troubled radio dial. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. It is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. It's not such a uh, troubled radio dial with K. Dodd in instead of Rick Probst. Ah, uh, ding. <laughs> is that your bell? That's the, only, that's the only thing I have. Rick well, hit it. You know, hit maybe, it maybe really you should well. get like, uh, you know, one of the rap horns on your phone and go, yeah. <laughs> you can do that. Well, I wanted to bring the cowbell. I keep saying I'm going to do that, but the fear of God and the fear of Anita, uh, Renfro, <laughs> kept me uh, Yeah, from you got to watch out so. for Anita. She will. Yeah. She, she does hate the bell, so. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we are glad that you are here in, in Rick's place as he's out. We'll be back again uh, tomorrow. Again, we'll be out 
live at the Chick-fil-A Lanier Crossing and coming for a Christmas wish. We'd love for you to come out and join us. Uh, but today, our special guest is Corey Brown. Yay. He is uh, suited up with a guitar, ready to go. But uh, before we do a song, I uh, just wanted to talk about R.C. Sproul. He's a, uh, a mm-hmm. teacher, a pastor that we uh, had on Faith Talk Atlanta for, for many years with his uh, Renewing Your Mind uh, and, and Ligadier Ministries and all the work that he's done there. Passed away this past Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, sadly. I know he'd been sick for a little bit, but uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. This took me by, by surprise. Maybe I don't, I don't know about everybody else. But uh, but I saw that you had posted something about how he uh, really kind of helped you in, in your faith and uh, was essential in that. Tell, talk about what uh, R.C. Sproul meant to you. Sure, yeah. So I actually had no clue who he was for a long time. Um, And then a friend of mine, um, James Griffin, he gave me um, one of his books, The Holiness of God. Right. And I just remember being wrecked by that book. Yeah. um, In like the best way of seeing God just kind of lifting the lid of my own view of God's majesty Hmm. and how holy he is and how worthy he is to be worshiped. Um, it just blew my mind, um, his insight into the scriptures and just revealing those kind of mysteries and things about God. And so it really just, um, it helped me a ton and I love, and then from that moment on, I, I guess, ascribed or I don't know the Ligonier ministries and just followed his blog and a lot of his YouTube channel and videos and things. And, um, he's just been really awesome, um, person to kind of, just listen to yeah. and just learn from. I mean, he just had such a wealth of knowledge of yeah. the scriptures and um, great expository preacher. So it was amazing. Yeah, man, don't you know he's in uh, just a place where we could never imagine a much better place than uh, oh gosh, yes, and he was here for sure. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, we will definitely miss R.C. Sproul and his ministry. Obviously, it continues on with with his son, and he's got lots of folks that he had. Uh, brought up underneath him with Ligonier Ministries, so that will continue on. But we will definitely miss R.C. Sproul. Uh, so who else, besides, you mentioned R.C., but who else uh, was kind of essential in really kind of bringing you into the faith and, and helping you grow in your faith? Yeah, um, my dad obviously raised us in a Christian home. I was mm-hmm. raised in a Christian home. Um, my dad, he knows so much about the Bible and faith, and um, I think he reads like a different translation of the Bible every year. Oh, and wow. it's crazy. Wow. So he's just guru kind of well, Speaking of guy. brilliant people. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and um, so my parents uh, raised me to know who Jesus is mm-hmm. and the gospel, and so I think that from a young age was how I came to faith. Right. Um, but then there's people like, um, James Griffin, um, yeah. he's a pastor out in Carsville who, um, discipled me for a while um, Great guy. At, at Westridge, everybody yeah. at Westridge, um, yeah. Brian Bloy, Paul Richardson, um, Andrew Prey, who is, um, right. passed tragically. He was my worship pastor for many years. Um, and so a lot of those guys, um, helped disciple me and speak mm-hmm. into my life. And then just from a kind of academic sense, um, J.I. Packer, mm-hmm. um, Wayne Grudem, mm-hmm. um, R.C. Sproul, who we've already mentioned, uh, Louis Giglio, a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. I just I just started following them and yeah. just eating it up. A lot um, of really smart guys there. Yes, yes. They, See, they blow me away. You have a thirst for theology with those guys, man. For That's sure. awesome. Uh, okay, what about musically? Before we get to your song here, what about musically? Who, uh, Obviously, Reuben McIntyre was not one that, uh, that really kind of... <laughs> Reba. <laughs> we you weren't you. into the country and western music <laughs> yeah, of no, the, no. the genre. Neither one, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say um, when I, when I first kind of started getting into Christian music and Christian or not, it, it, just who who did you? Yeah, love well, when I was young, the only artists I, I really 
thought was great was Michael Jackson. Um, of course. I mean, who doesn't? Who didn't want to be able to moonwalk? Yeah, Thriller and Moonwalk and beat it. Yeah, so um, he's amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. And um, and then just I remember seeing Shane and Shane for yeah. the first time mm-hmm. a long time ago. And at that point in contemporary Christian music. It was all like, I'm trading my sorrows, you know, and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, we just sang this eight million times yeah. and, you know, and repeated it. And, and so when I heard Shane Shane for the first time, they had a Psalms record yeah. where they just took the Psalms and put it to music. And I just remember being like, oh, like contemporary Christian music can sound like that. That's yeah. incredible. Um, and, and that they voices, kinda, man, those, those guys are so talented. Oh, they're ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're awesome. And so that kind of was my gateway, I right. believe, into Christian music. And then... After that, I really got into Hillsong United, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and now I listen to them a lot. I listen to Bethel, right. um, Elevation, Passion, right. um, a lot of the um, houses of worship that are creating albums right. I think are awesome, right. um, especially resourcing me as a worship pastor for mm-hmm. the local church. It's like I pull from their stuff a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get to a song, and we'll talk a little bit more about, more about, bleh, more about mm-hmm. music uh, in just a minute, but let's get to a song that you've written here. Tell us about this song. Yeah, so this song is called Anchored to One Name, and I wrote it kind of over the last season of the last presidential election. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was kind of losing their minds. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> yeah, everyone was kind of losing their minds. Yeah. And um, from a worldly standpoint, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Right. Um, but as Christ followers, I just remember being kind of astounded at within the church people losing their mind mm-hmm. over this. and. Right. It made me just think, like, where where does our hope really lie? Yeah. And if if something like that can shake us that badly, um, and so this song, um, God kind of led me to Hebrews six nineteen, which is we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. And I think about being anchored to something like you're not shaken, right. like it's it's a f- firm foundation. And so um, this kind of just was birthed out of that, and um, we've been playing it in church probably for three or four weeks, um, and I'm just hoping it really ministers to somebody. So, Okay, and what's it called again? Anchored to One Name. All right, let's hear it. I have a refuge in the valley I have a song in the darkest night And he gives me faith to walk on water He gives me strength to endure the fight And when the world gives way I am held by arms of grace My hope is in Christ alone And in the violent waves I am anchored to one name My hope is in Christ alone In Christ alone Christ alone Faithful, a sure foundation when waters rise. And I know this hope will never fail me. It's as sure as my God's alive. 
totally botched a lyric in the bridge there, so I apologize for but that. But nobody knows, yeah, because, <laughs> because you wrote it. But I mean, they do now, so <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> no, it sounded great. Now, tell us again, yeah. the name of that song is? Anchored to One Name. Anchored to One Love Name, man. It. Good stuff. Mm. You ready to sing You ready to sing that? Oh, me sing? Go for it, yeah, oh, that's just sing. that's real yeah. comedy, yeah. hon. <laughs> 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 no, that is, uh, that is good stuff, man. So we will uh, come back. You got another original you can do for us? Sure. Maybe, maybe even uh, two songs in the next, uh, maybe? Maybe not. Okay, if you, if you only got one, we can do, we can do we'll, we'll, we'll work it out here. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, let's go to a break. We'll be right back with uh, Corey Brown, the worship pastor of LifeBridge Church. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. I'm Kay Dodd. Yes, not you Rick are. Probst. No, you're not. And you don't have a bell. We'll be right back. It's Faith Talk Live. Like a happy bell in a foghorn world. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan. It's the most wonderful Yeah, it is. The most wonderful time of the year. Christmas is a coming. It's, what, five days away now. So. It is. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't uh, done any shopping yet, be sure to do that. If you haven't mailed your gifts yet and you're going to mail them, today apparently is the last day you can do that and have them get there supposedly on time. I say supposedly. Yes. I'd say get prayed up before you go to that post office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went on Saturday just to get some stamps. It was oh, hectically crazy. I, can't I said imagine. no. I ain't the airport this. was like that last Thursday. I got there at four fifteen AM Oh Lord. Into the terminal and they had the lanes closed going around to the north terminal, so we had to walk from the south to the north, which you know And that was before the electricity lovely. went out. Though, right? Yes, yeah. this was all before that. Oh man. Got to uh southwest uh uh front desk yeah. at 415 got to my gate at 545 oh wow yeah that's why wow. we're getting preach it for christmas because <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to do that again <laughs> preach it is that what you said oh yes i went and got the i filled out the paperwork i was what there. is that it's tsa pre-check it's, oh pre-check okay yes okay, okay, it's okay, where you walk yeah. through and get I'm covered. Yeah, I'm special. Yes, I'm, I'm at the <laughs> I ate at the Buckhead Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, it's good to have K. Dot here in uh, Rick's Rick's place 
Uh, he will be back tomorrow as we broadcast live from Chick-fil-A, Lanier Crossing. And we're talking today with Corey Brown, the worship pastor at LifeBridge Church in Kennesaw. Just played uh, an original song. Let's get right into another one here because that was so awesome. Uh, let's do another one. And if you mess up, don't let us know. We'll see <laughs> yes, if we keep it to yourself, it Corey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tell us about this one. You're gonna yeah, do. so this song's called Made For You, and it's really cool how this came about. Um, it's probably the simplest song I've ever written, and I wasn't sure if I would actually introduce it to the congregation because it was just kind of a, a personal moment I had with the Lord. But um, it's, it's it's based out of James 4, 8, which is draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. And I remember being kind of in like a spiritual funk for a while and just not wanting to come to the table in the morning to have yeah. that quiet moment with the Lord. And I don't know why, but I remember one morning I, I looked out from our kitchen table and I can see into our, our boy's room and I saw Landon peek his head out uh, right when he woke up. And I just went, made like a little... <gasps> Kind of noise, like I was surprised to see him. Like I was so excited that he was awake and he did this big grin on his face and he kind of ran and I just embraced him and hugged him. I told him how much I loved him. Oh. And I kind of had a revelation of God saying, that's how I view you. Mm-hmm. And this is, and and come, mm-hmm. embrace me. Like I'm waiting for you. Just draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Wow. And so that's where the song kind of came out of. And it was really interesting because I wrote it. And then like a week later, Bradley Hamilton, our um, student pastor, I was talking with him because he was preaching on a Sunday and he said, Hey, I'm, I'm, um, I'm doing James four, eight is kind of the message. And, <laughs> oh, wow. and I was like, Oh, that's really weird. Cause I just wrote this song about that. And so I was like, maybe God's telling me I need to play it. So, yeah. and not keep it to myself. So um, we did. And it was really cool. So. Awesome. Well, let's hear it. Drawing near to you, I'm drawing near to you. The cross made away, no veil remains. I'm drawing near to you, cause here in your presence. I come alive Here in your presence I'm satisfied And if I don't have you I'm just not living I was made to worship I was made for you You're chasing after me You're chasing after me Arms open wide, undignified. You're chasing after me. Cause here in your presence, I come alive. Here in your presence. I'm satisfied 
don't have you, Lord. I'm just not living. Oh, I was made to worship. I was made for you. So I will abide in Jesus and drink from the well that won't run dry. I'll dive in mercy's ocean and find depths of grace I never knew. Cause here in your presence, I come alive. Here in your presence. I'm satisfied And if I don't have you, Lord I'm just not living For I was made to worship I was made for you Corey wow. Brown, mm. good stuff. Thanks, that man. was awesome, <laughs> and you. I that mm, that sings to my soul. Um, when I was standing in that Midland Country Club lobby <clears throat> last week, my first inclination because I did not grow up in church, I did not grow up wealthy, I did not, and my first inclination was to think you don't have enough money mm. to be here. Mm. And I heard the Lord speak to my spirit and say, yeah, but your daddy does. Oh, snap. <laughs> Mike dropped. <And> <laughs> that just came back to me just then because, you know, my, my, our daddy owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Come on. And we were made for him. Thank Amen. you so much. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Beautiful, beautiful Thank stuff. Thank you for not being here, Rick. Um, <laughs> yeah. I could be here in studio live to hear that. All right, that Corey, was... when are you recording these songs so we can uh, all yes. have a copy? Yeah, so we actually already recorded them. So they're being yeah. kind of mixed and torn apart and played with and torn, <laughs> put back together right now. Right. Um, but the first one um, should be out uh, in January. Okay. So this one, Made For You, is actually going to be out in January. Okay. And then I think Anchored is projected to be out in February. So we're going to kind of release okay. one a month. Now, when they come out, where can people find them? Um, you can find them um, on our uh, Facebook page at My Life Ridge Church, and you can find them on our website, MyLifeRidgeChurch.com. There's a worship tab at the right. top, which has all of our stuff. Um, it'll most likely be on iTunes as well, okay. anywhere so, we're digital. Yeah, you can iTunes, digital Spotify, stuff. all that good stuff? Yes. Okay, awesome. So just look for uh, Corey Brown. And, uh, man, good stuff. Uh, we've got about a minute and a half left. I wish we had time for another song, but uh, we don't. So let me ask you, you, you said that kind of came out of, uh, with help from one of your sons. Uh, is that, I mean, what is the normal writing posture for you? Or is there a normal? Is it just kind of come to you sporadically? Yeah, uh, I've been trying to get more disciplined with it this year and just mm-hmm. kind of make it like block of time out every right. week to kind of do that. But inspiration comes anywhere. Right. Um, it right. can literally be a moment like that where it's so unexpected and it's like, where's my iPhone? I got to record this. Like you get a <laughs> yeah. voice recorder or, you know, it can be eating a hamburger somewhere and yeah. like a melody hits you or whatever. And then you just kind of start piecing things together. But that's pretty much. And how much have you learned from your sons about 
God's love mm. for you. Oh, gosh. Um, so much. And I think my wife is a big component of just mm-hmm. teaching me the gospel in the simplest of ways. One was recently I shared with my group. Um, one of my sons, they're getting to this age where one of them was like, Ezra, he goes, I don't love you anymore. You know, because he was just mad. Right. We took a toy away or something. Right. And my wife says, that, it's okay. I'll love you no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, that's crushing my soul. And then I'm like, wait, that's the gospel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, it's yes. like that's simple, yeah. but that's what it is. You exactly. Know, so. All right. Corey Brown, wow. the worship pastor, LifeBridge Church in Kennesaw. Unfortunately, we're out of time. It went so fast. I know. It always does. So we'll just have to have you back, Corey. I would love to. Looking forward to it. So be looking for his uh, music coming up in January and February. Corey Brown. You can find him on Facebook as well, My Life Bridge Church. We will be back tomorrow at Chick-fil-A. We hope to see you then. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Dan Radcliffe. I'm Kate Dodd. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.